Hello, everybody, and it's good to be coming to you online once again, but this time because of the inclement weather that uh, they've been uh, forecasting, and we wanted to be sure we didn't get you out on the ice and endanger you or your loved ones, so we just decided it was best to come to you online only uh, just this one Wednesday night. And since um, we're doing this online, I wanted to kind of put off the Genesis series until next Wednesday so that uh, I don't lose any of you, so that we can stay together on that and stay tight on that. So next Wednesday, we're going to pick up where we were in Genesis, and we'll be talking about the great flood. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful message. I encourage you to tune in. and uh, Well, not tune in, but actually come and um, be a part. And uh, I love Wednesday nights, love teaching the Word on Wednesday nights. And I'm going to share a word with you this time. And I really felt to go to the subject of prayer. You know, um, prayer is so crucial, so important. And I think everybody, somewhere along the way, struggles in their prayer life. So I want to talk to you about prayer, what Jesus said about prayer in the Sermon on the Mount. And um, so before I get into it, I want to say that stay with me, because at the end of this message, I'm going to be sharing a, a very important, exciting Uh, announcement with you that you're not going to want to miss. So stay with me to the end. I'm going to share about 15 minutes on the subject of prayer. And I'm going to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7. That's so easy to remember, Matthew 7, 7. And Jesus is talking about prayer, which he did a lot. He encouraged us to pray often, to be uh, persistent in prayer, to persevere in prayer, to not faint in prayer, to trust that God wanted to bless us uh, because of our prayers, that God would give us good things if we ask him. He was always encouraging his followers to look up, to look to the Father, to even pray in Jesus' name and ask the Father to uh, provide for us, to, to do whatever it is that's on our heart according to his will. So Jesus was one of the great teachers on prayer. I I would say the best teacher on prayer in the entire Bible. But I want to read to you what he said in Matthew 7, verse 7 through 11. Listen to these words. They're very powerful. Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened for you. For everyone that asks receives, he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks it will be opened. Then listen to what Jesus said in verse 9. What man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? All right? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give good things to them that ask Him? Wow, so powerful. And so I want to unpack these verses for you. First of all, um, in the original Greek language, uh, the words ask and seek and knock are in a certain tense, and we call it the present active indicative tense. Now, I don't let that throw you. I know that sounds complex, and that's Greek to you, but I want to explain it. The present active indicative tense means 
Ask and keep on doing it. Seek and keep on doing it. Knock and keep on doing it. So Jesus is teaching here that when it comes to prayer, we must persevere. We must uh, not give up after going to God just one time and saying, well, I asked God once and nothing happened, so clearly prayer didn't work or God's not listening to me or, you know, I just, I'm on my own. But that's a wrong conclusion because in, in this really, really powerful message on prayer in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is saying, ask and keep on asking. Don't quit first time. Uh, seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Don't, don't quit. And, and don't put God on your timetable. I hear that in these verses, okay? I think that's part of what he's saying. Because I do this. We, we all do this. We pray for something, and, and we are not even aware of it sometimes. But in the back of our head, we've got a little hourglass that we turn upside down. And we say, okay, this should be answered by the time the last grain of sand runs through that hourglass. I should have an answer in a day or in a week or in a month. But when we put God on our timetable, we put ourselves in danger of quitting or fainting in our waiting because we say to ourselves, well, he didn't answer when I really thought that he would, so clearly he's not going to answer. But God always answers. He says either no, or he says yes, or he says wait. One of those three. He never not answers. He always answers. And sometimes, dear friend, a no is as big a blessing as a yes, especially when you look back in time at what God didn't answer that you wanted him to do, and you see that Father knew best. It's a good thing he didn't answer, because if he had, we would have gotten something we really didn't want or need. So God always answers, but the problem is we pray, and we put him on a timetable. We put him on a clock, and when he doesn't come through, then we walk away and we quit. But you know, Daniel prayed for 21 days. He fasted and prayed for three solid weeks before God broke through on him with an answer. Jesus, in Luke 18, verse 1, uh, says that men ought always to pray and not to faint. So there again you have the whole fainting thing. Uh, Jesus knew that uh, we're inclined to expect God to do something in a certain time period. When he doesn't do it, we faint, we give up, we walk away, we quit. And sometimes right before the answer comes. So first thing about uh, Jesus' teaching here is that we're to persevere. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. I'll give you a quick illustration before I move on. Let's say you need a job, all right? Now, here's the second, I think, interpretation of what he said here. You need a job. So you say, God, um, I've lost a job. I've got a pink slip. You know, I, I don't have any money coming in. I've got bills to pay. Lord, I need a job. Now, if you pray that way, God hears you. There's no doubt about it. Because he's Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides for us. He's our provider, amongst other things. So he provides for us. So we ask. But that's where these passages come in. Because if we ask for a job, and then we don't go out and seek for a job, then the prayer 
can't be answered. Because Jesus said, when you ask, then put feet to your faith and seek. So when I ask for a job, then I get out there and I begin to knock. Seek and to knock. And when I seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, eventually the right door is going to open and God's going to provide. But see, I see a progression here in prayer that there's asking, then there's seeking, then there's knocking. The asking is we're making a petition to God. God, I need, I need a job. Uh, you know, I need a friend. I need a friend. I, 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 need, um, I need you to heal me. Um, Lord, I need this or I need that. Whatever it is that you may need. All right, we ask. But sometimes the very nature of the request requires that after we request, then we know that I've got to go seek. I've got to go seek and believe that God is going to be with me now that I've prayed and that he's going to open a door for me. He's going to open the right door and he's going to bless my seeking. So in other words, we're to ask, but then we're to put feet to our faith and we're to, we're to, we're to walk out our faith and go out there and believe God that as I go, God's going to open the door. You know, every morning um, I feed the birds. I have a little bird feeder, and I like going out there and feeding the birds, and I love watching the birds from my uh, back patio. And I've noticed that not one bird stays in their nest when they're hungry and just expects God to drop a worm out of heaven into their nest. No, they get out, and they start seeking, and they, they poke their beaks into the ground, and they're always on the hunt. And, and why are they doing that? Because they know their maker has provided for them. But they've got to seek it. They've got to knock in order to get the worm. Okay? I mean, it's just the way God made everything. When you have a need, you believe God, but then you seek. And you knock. And that's what Jesus said here. He said, you've got to ask, then seek, then knock. And many, many times in my life, I've, I've gone to God with, you know, this need or that need. And, and uh, I mean, I've walked with God since I was uh, 18. And, um, you know, just he's been very good to me. And he's always provided for me and taken care of, for, care of me. But I've learned when I have a need that I can say, God, I, I need this, that, or the other. But then so often... I've had to seek, and in seeking, I've had to knock, which is really a little more intense than seeking. You know, seeking, you're out there, uh, you know, just, just believing God to, to bless your search uh, for what it is that you prayed for, but then knocking is a, a perseverance kind of word. You're knocking, and you're keeping on knocking. You're at a door, and you're knocking on that door. And, and you're waiting on God to open that door. So there's a progression here from asking to seeking to knocking and with all of them persevering in it. And Jesus promised that God would give good things to them that ask him. That's the promise. So Jesus ends this teaching on prayer with assuring us of the goodness of God and the character of God. And he's telling us God's not like a divine tease. 
God does not say, well, yeah, you know, ask and seek and knock, uh, but I may just turn around and give you something bad instead of something good. No. Jesus is saying, if you asked an earthly father who is born in sin and shaped in iniquity and full of flaws and shortcomings, if you ask your earthly father for something good, he's not going to give you a stone or a snake. And he said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good things to your children when they ask, how much more shall your Father in heaven, who is perfect, flawless, perfect love, perfect holiness, perfect goodness, who perfectly hears us, who, 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 who is uh, uh, absolutely out for our good, how will he not freely give you good things, good things, good things? James came along and said, Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of change. So every good and perfect gift, who's it come from? It comes from God. So I want to encourage you, and I'm, I'm talking to myself here as well. We've all been through a really tough time with COVID and um, so many trials and, and difficulties and setbacks and, and um it's just been a tough season. And so I want to just kind of hone your faith in prayer and encourage you to, no matter what's going on around you, a heavenly father, our heavenly father, your heavenly father is a prayer answering father. And if we ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, Jesus said his character is such that he will answer you and give you good things. So I don't know where you are in your walk with the Lord, in your prayer life, if your prayer life is increased or if it's diminished during this uh, difficult season and hour in American life. Uh, but I want to encourage you to rethink prayer and let this message, I hope, uh, spur you on to not faint if you don't immediately have the answer. But trust the timing of God and trust the character of God. Trust the goodness of God and trust that when you pray, he's answering you. Amen. Well, I hope that helps. And uh, that le- kind of leads me into what I want to share with you right now. And uh, one exciting announcement is, you know, that we have been praying for a worship leader for, gosh, up to a year. We've been believing God to give us a worship leader. And finally, God has given us one. And the man who led for us Sunday, Ronnie McPherson, um, is going to be coming as our worship pastor. Uh, We settled uh, the arrangements yesterday. Uh, We came to an understanding. He's in Kentucky. He's going to be moving here. And um, we're excited to have Ronnie and uh, his beautiful wife, Marisol, both are, well, excellent in so many ways. He's a wonderful worship leader. He uh, has put together incredible choirs in the past. We uh, are looking to bring back a choir. Uh, he's, he's worked with different orchestral pieces, uh, horns and violins and that kind of thing. Um, he writes his own songs. He has, he's got a great voice. Even Sunday was just half a voice. Uh, this congregation just came alive. 
under, I'm sorry, it's not McPherson, it's Murchison. Got that wrong, my fault. Uh, Ronnie Murchison and Marisol Murchison. And so um, everybody loved him, and he just brought something that really hasn't been here in a while. And so we're excited to have him come, and I want to let you know that. Now, it'll be a few weeks before they're here. Like I said, they're in Kentucky. They're going to be loading up their home. They're renting a U-Haul. We're looking for them a place to, to live here in this area. So be in prayer. But want to give you a heads up that God finally, and believe me, we did some asking. We did a lot of seeking. We did a lot of knocking. And there were a couple of times it was like, wow, where is the answer? But finally, God did answer us. And Ronnie and his wife Marisol Murchison will be here uh, in the next few weeks. So I want to give you that heads up. We're excited about it. God bless all of you. We love you. I want you to know that Cindy and I both love you very much in the Lord. We pray for you. We're so excited about what he's doing in Turning Point and going to continue to do so many good things happening uh, that are brand new that I want to be sharing with you uh, in the weeks to come that are going to excite you. Um, we're just excited about the moving of the Holy Spirit and, and everything that God is doing amongst us so much. So thank you for joining us online, and let me have a prayer with you, and as soon as I'm done with the prayer, we're going to let you go, and we'll see you Sunday. Don't miss Sunday as I continue with the series, Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the power of prayer, and I pray for all of our church family, Lord, all of them, that you will bless them, that you will help all of us together, Lord, myself included, to pray uh, with increased faith and increased zeal and increased uh, expectation because you are a God who answers prayer. Lord, I just pray for this. I pray your blessing on the people of God, those that, that call Turning Point their church home. Lord, I pray bless them. May your face shine upon them and may you increase all of our prayer lives in Jesus' name. Thank you for Ronnie and Marisol and uh, bringing a new worship pastor into our midst. Thank you for the new things that you're birthing. Thank you, Lord, that you're not near done with us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday.